Welcome to Shonen Flop Chibi, a first impressions mini episode where we talk about the first chapter of the series we'll be covering in depth next week. I'm Jordan, and with me today, as usual, is my co-host, David. Say hi, David. Hi, David. What series are we covering this week, David? So we actually have our first ever sponsor where we are sponsored by Monster Energy, and we are talking about the Monster Tamer Girls. Oh, hell yeah, getting that big energy drink money. You know, like they call it gamer fuel. This is tamer fuel, baby. I thought you were going to say tainter fuel. It was like powered purely by butthole. <laughs> you know what, David? You said you said that. I mean, Bokusan, I could see being powered by butthole because that series was shit. Yeah, no, I mean, that makes sense. But I don't know if this one is, you know? Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's very true. Do you want to tell a little, the audience a little bit about like the nature of the series? Yeah, so this is the, uh, the English translation is called the Monster Tamer Girls. The Japanese name is Kaiju no Shiku In, which I tried looking up. It seems to translate to uh the tamer committee's monster or the monster of the tamer committee mm-hmm. which i think that's a cute title considering what that means <laughs> imagine this was in the digimon tamers universe oh i, I definitely di- was thinking of digimon tamers when yeah. i saw the title one of the girls goes home and her dad starts hitting her which was still really fucking weird that digimon tamers had that as a plot point oh my god I don't know if I remember that that happened in Digimon Tamers. They edited out, I think, of the dub, but this, the girl That's was, like, why. beaten by her dad. Yeah, fuck, that was Jerry, wasn't it? Yeah. That, sh- that show was dark as fuck. It kicked ass. But, yeah, so this uh, this went for 13 chapters over two volumes and was created by Shimazaki Mujirushi. I think this guy did some other stuff. He actually has done like eight other projects, but maybe we'll talk about it on the main. Yeah, episode. yeah, we'll talk about yeah. it. that's what. Yeah, it's almost like this is a mini version of a full episode, Jordan. That'll be shown in flop mini though. This is Chibi, and in Chibi we go to the fucking plot summary. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I always. I was born ready, bud. Okay, then get ready for this shit because Ion Hidaka and Sora Misumaru are two young students attending the Tatara Girls Academy, a school known for its monster taming curriculum. As their first task on the Monster Taming Committee, they must take care of the monster living in the woods behind the school by cleaning it and changing its water, like a horse. Sora flunked out of the taming track, but joined the club because she loves monsters. While Eon hates monsters, but was saved from a monster by a tamer girl and wants to be as cool as her. <laughs> the monster takes a liking to them and lets them ride on its head around a destroyed city while the two talk about how it used to be a thriving metropolis before they were born. Sora then convinces Eon to sing to the monster, which seems to activate something called a quote-unquote biotorrent that makes the cherry blossoms bloom. Mm-hmm. The head of the committee then comes by to check on them only to find the two girls fast asleep on the monster's snout. You know something? I don't think I said monster enough during that no. plot summary. Monster, monster, monster. There you go. Let me say it a few more times. Monster, <laughs> monster. Yeah, if you say it too many times, uh, Newt Gingrich will actually pop out of your mirror and uh, try and lower your taxes. Damn, that's a real monster right there. Am I right, folks? Yeah, fuck the system. Yeah! Anyway, so <laughs> let's go on to first impressions. David, what did you think? This chapter was just some pure cotton candy. I feel like this is like an honorary like, friend of Maga-chan. Nothing bad happened. Well, yeah, they alluded to an apocalypse, but you know what, what else is new? But yeah, it was just nice seeing the girls being teenage girls, having fun, and just they are going to just raise a giant monster and apparently torrenting like you wouldn't torrent a car but you would torrent cherry blossoms so <laughs> i would torrent a car but whatever well now you have 3d printers people actually probably started doing that 
We'll have shitty 3D printed cars on the roads with Teslas. That's how it's going to work out. I thought this was a very, like, adorable chapter. Mm -hmm. And I really liked how the author was able to give us a lot of uh, exposition about the back, about the background of the world and the background of the girls, just through them having a conversation and these topics coming up naturally. Yeah. Like, they talk about how, like, oh, the city was destroyed, but it's literally because they're just riding on the monster's snout and they see the city. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I heard that place was, like, like a really thriving metropolis before we were born yeah they were like yeah I, those were like this like the stores my parents told me about oh the stores of legend you know it was a really nice uh cleanser after fucking bakasan the fact that right? this was just a very easy to follow series with not like too much going on but still some interesting things happen whoops we had some technical difficulties right here and we're back it happens okay <laughs> now it's your turn why is it only the cheap episodes where we have weird issues I'm glad it's the chibi episodes and not the main ones. Knock on wood. Sorry, Jeff. We uh, have to redo that entire episode on Look Back. <laughs> exactly. Shit, man. Yeah, another two hours free, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. What if it happens in the Masako X episode? Anyway. That's when it will happen. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, one, some interesting stuff. Uh, they decided to make the monsters photosynthetic. Like, they don't eat. They just drink water out of a giant hamster water dispenser which i that's what i was thinking it was definitely a hamster reference i thought that was really funny mm -hmm. the art not super impressed by yeah i don't know how else to say this but when the monster turns around it looks like a vagina it just does i don't know why that happens i don't think it was the author's intent to do that but it just really looks like a vagina <laughs> like, oh god i mean i thought you were gonna talk about how one of the girls were back to like 14 year olds having like d cup breasts i did unfortunately notice that yeah yeah but that wouldn't be anime without that oh yeah it, it, it doesn't get super bad there there were chances where it could have gotten bad and the author avoided them yep it's just something that you additionally notice while reading the series. Yeah, you're just like, ugh, kind of cringe, bro. A little cringe. I'm a little worried about how this works out, but, like, it didn't get bad here. It was just kind of potentially shaky foreshadowing. Yeah, it's not great. No, but... We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, uh, do you have anything else to say? You want to move on to the guesses? I think also the dialogue just felt kind of flat. I see what they're trying to do, and, like, it uh, feels a little nitpicky just because the series just didn't have much to, like, really say, but, yeah, that was the one thing, is it just kind of, the dialogue definitely felt a little stilted, and, like, they kind of started talking about idea, and then they immediately resolved the conversation really quickly just to get exposition out. Yeah. And I get that's better than just giving f flat exposition, but I could definitely tell that they were talking in a very inorganic way to get exposition. I would agree with that. I mean, for all I said earlier, I mean, yeah, it is very clear that they're they're not just having, like, a normal conversation. Yeah. It does feel a little contrived. That's life, my friend. But yeah, so David, what do you think's going to happen next in Monster Tamer Girls? Going to stay wholesome the entire time. I think it's going to be kind of like a girl's last ride, which if I don't like this series, it's probably going to be a recommendation. But that was kind of where it was also like an apocalyptic backdrop. But everything about the series was pretty wholesome the entire time. I'm not familiar with that. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a very interesting read. So it's about these two girls on like a I don't know what the name of it. It's like a step between a motorcycle and like a proper car. And it's like in a post-apocalyptic city. It's like I think it was like after a nuclear war or something. And they're just trying to survive. And they meet like a few survivors and like aliens and stuff. And I 
think there's an anime adaption to cover the first half of the series. That sounds good. My next one is keeping with that tone. I think there will be another kaiju, and I think the two kaijus will have a fight, but it's like a fun fight, not like a real like legitimate, but just so they actually have a kaiju fight in the series. That would be cute. And then um, I think the series will definitely have a really dark background, but we will never really see the true depths of it like they alluded to in the first chapter. And then how about you? My three guesses are that Sora becomes a great tamer despite the school counting her out due to her grades. Like, that's kind of mm-hmm. what they're setting up. You know, they're like, uh, oh, I wanted to be a really cool tamer, but I couldn't get good test scores but I still really love monsters. And I think that passion is meant to carry her. My next one is that Eon gets a very personal relationship with the monster, Mm -hmm. uh, like more so than Sora does. And they kind of handed this by uh, Eon singing, which causes uh, the monster to apparently emit cherry blossom waves. Which is very strange, but good for them. It's pretty cute. It's pretty sweet. Imagine if like, that's just what happens and like, she sings in the shower and she just steps out and there's cherry blossoms everywhere. That is a superpower. That's, But yeah, and then my last guess is that they fight the original monster who caused the destruction of the city. That seems fair. Totally. Would you read another 10 chapters of it, David? I mean, the entire thing is like 13 chapters. So yeah, I, I, would, finish, <laughs> I would finish the series. Yes, no problem. Yeah, I would too. You know, um, if it keeps this quality throughout, it's not going to blow me away. But, you know, it could be like a nice little fun, fun breezy series, you know? Yeah, easy breezy, lemon squeezy. Yeah, cover girl. <laughs> And what is your power word, David? My power word, thanks for asking. You're welcome. Is tranquil, because I thought that's the most kaiju sounding word that means peaceful. I agree. It's like you're tranquilizing a giant beast. Yeah. And then how about you? Mine is domestic. It is essentially about the domestication of uh, giant monsters, which I think is very interesting. That's pretty fair. And then you ready to do some Q&As? I'm down. Down like a clown, Charlie Brown. Do you want me to start off with a question? Sure, if you'd like. Yeah. So, Trafalgar Wolfwood asks a very difficult question of us, which is, what is our favorite part of Chainsaw Man? Oh, my goodness. Oh. What do you think, Jordan? God damn, this is this is really tough. When we made the Patreon, you knew we'd get some hard questions from our patrons. Yeah. Uh, well, my favorite moment in all of Chainsaw Man... Uh, I'm not going to spoil the exact things around it, but there's a hug that occurs in a dumpster. It basically made me cry when it happened. Yep. And that was just like one of the most surprisingly powerful moments I've read in a manga. Jordan's tearing up a little bit. I'm crying. I'm sobbing tears like down my cheeks. It's it's disgusting. You're glad that you can't see a video of me right now. It's actually tears of blood because it's fitting with Chainsaw Man. Well, I'm also a metalhead, so that just happens. (laughs) David, what about you? What's your favorite part of Chainsaw Man? You're not dodging this fucking question. I still think that probably the funniest thing I'd ever read in a manga in my entire life was the scene where... A certain character had like an elite squad to face Mm -hmm. a certain (laughs) character and then the character one hit kills all of them and she just looks at the reader essentially and says, all right, this looks unwinnable. And I just literally, I don't remember the last time I laughed that hard out loud while reading a manga. Chainsaw Man rules. We haven't talked about Chainsaw Man that much the past few episodes. I kind of miss it. And yes, if people are wondering, yes, we'll do like a patron special on the first anime episode. Yes, duh, of course. I, uh, yeah. I need to message Dylan and be like, can we get exclusive rights to be on the anime out of context Chainsaw Man anime episode? <laughs> we need to be. Yes, yes. I was working with Dylan about doing a manga out of context. So because we were talking about it or Sean, maybe about how it would be cool to recommend him because there are a few manga from what I know of what Remington likes that I would recommend like 
I don't know, Jordan, if you had to suggest a manga for Remington, what would you pick? Phantom Seer. I just really want to see them go do an episode on Phantom Seer. I want want to hear (laughs) Remington's thoughts on it, and I want them to start a little bit of a flame war the way that we accidentally did a little bit, you know? (laughs) See, I I was going to give him a series I thought he would actually like, which I think I said maybe in the episode, I really think he would enjoy reading Dungeon Meshi. Because that's just a really fun series, or maybe Witch Hat Altier. Okay, I don't know either of these. Which actually, that's Getting an anime, so actually, I guess that's a wash. Mm. That's the manga I would pick that doesn't have any anime adaption. Maybe you would like Sandland. Yep, it's short too. Yeah. Next up, though, we have from The Laughing Fool. Do you think Narrow Way of the Martial Artist will get canceled prematurely? What do you think, Jordan? Uh, so I read a little bit of Nehru, like, uh, <laughs> when the first few... What was that joke? <laughs> you just got pranked because that series just got canceled, like, 20 oh! minutes before we recorded Oh, really? yeah. Yeah, you just got <laughs> fucking pranked, bro. Oh, man. Uh, I burr, got... burr, burr. You know, it's funny. So, I'm pretty sure Nehru, The Way of the Martial Artist, was another series that was uh, held up by the same Discord group that was initially Time Paradox Ghostwriter. Yep. And then they became Our Blood Oath. And then they became Nehru, Way of the Martial Artist. Yep. So, uh, whatever series they pick next time to dedicate the Discord to, uh, I'm probably not going to last too long, but will probably be better than a lot of the other canceled series. So, hey. I guess it's fine that it lost the poll because we will, I'm sure, cover that series in the near future. Oh, yes. So you stay tuned on that one, dear listener. XOXO, I love you all. Yeah, I think we're going to cover another series that got canceled prematurely and it deeply upsets me, but we'll talk about that later. Don't spoil it for the kiddos. We're not going to spoil it. Yeah, just kidding. I, I too, am very, very upset about this. The thick women. They were so good. Anyway, uh, David, have you brought any more face cookies in for upper management? That's a question from OZ Rat. No, and OZ Rat, thank you for, uh, I think that's your first question, and thank you for joining us for Movie Night and for posting all those wonderful pictures in the Adorable Animals channel. So, no, I uh, have not done it since it's actually quite expensive to do that. And also because of COVID, I haven't had a manager since that I've worked with in person. So, we'll see. I had a very unique relationship with Big Tony. As uh, anyone wondering, you can listen to Anime Out of Context, where for our warm-up audio, we were doing a survey, and then I just went into the Big Tony cookie story because of who I am as a person, and (laughs) they said, all right, that's our warm-up. Let's get into the recording, and Dylan was like, let's just turn that into an episode. So they posted literally just me in what was at the time a warm-up-only Patreon audio as uh, a main episode. So you can listen to that, (laughs) dear listener, if you go look up Anime Out of Context, Big Tony. That's a big advertisement for us, you know? Like, uh, yeah. good good on you, David, for just telling a weird-ass story about the time you gave your boss cookies that made him look like white Obama. Yeah, I actually looked, and actually, if you look, I think we're, like, one of the few episodes that's broken five digits listenership. Fuck like, we're like yeah. We're, like, two or three thousand above the surrounding episodes, so I guess we had a popular episode. Suck it! Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm excited to have Dylan on the show in January. Oh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, Dylan's great. Yeah, Dylan's a fucking fucking legend. Yeah, I actually, I got a package. So I joined their Patreon and I joined, and I got a package from Salt Lake City. And I was like, did they send me something for joining their Patreon? Because that's where they're based out. And it was, it was dental mold. So I don't think it was from them. <laughs> I think uh, Dylan is just worried about your teeth. Thanks, Dylan. Really care. 
Yeah, thank you, Dylan. <laughs> oh, I was actually I sent so I made like a really like comp like not complex but like a full fleshed out Q and A spreadsheet where now I have information like how many questions they've asked, how many have been answered, their ratio of asked to answer, what episode had the latest answer, <laughs> and so just if they've been had a question answered recently, which actually flagged to me that um and we're doing two questions from Giantette because they've asked us twelve questions and we've answered zero of them. So whoops, I already apologize. So that was our bad for somehow completely <laughs> missing that we have never answered any of your 12 questions. So yeah, uh, here's a question from Giantette. You are stuck on a desert island and have three flopped manga with you. What manga would you bring? And I do have to ask, now when they say flopped manga, are we seeing that as just a series we would cover on here or a series that we consider to be a flop? I would say they are considering bringing three series that we have given the flop status to on the show. Yeah, because otherwise that's too easy, right? Yeah. Like it's just like the top three, like, you know, like, well, duh, I mean, Mora King and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Three flopped manga with you. David, what are you, what are you thinking? That's a good question. I would bring Spirit Busters because that was pretty good, but I still... Eh. Well, we didn't... No, that was not... We didn't see that as a flop. No, I gave it a flop. I said it was a flop. You can listen back, bud. Oh, I see. That was the mm. best series I ever said I was a flop. It was a flop. <laughs> so, that's the top one. The next series... Ah, these are hard, man. Thinking of like right? canceled series I would want to look at again. Maybe Phantom Seer because at least you can appreciate the art. Oh. And then finally Build King. When I'm near in the end, that'll just help push it over the edge. <laughs> when, when you're like, man, I, I don't know if I want to... I, I think I want to keep on living. I don't want to like drown myself. And then you just read Build King. And you're like, oh, well, actually, you know what? It's okay. I yeah. can leave this world behind. Or you read it and it motivates you to get back to society so you can beat him in the face for being a uh, pedophile that makes terrible manga. It motivates you to take off your pants and just go swimming in the fucking ocean. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? My three would probably be um, uh, Zip Man. Mm-hmm. That's an easy one because mm -hmm. it wasn't bad as, uh, you know. Uh, and then I think uh, Stealth Symphony because damn that fucking ending. That funding ending, that's true. That was a fucking, that was something, all right. Oh, man. And then as for the last one, I, get, I think I'm going to go Our Blood Oath because I did actually like mm -hmm. that series a little bit. That's not bad. I, I can respect this. I can respect that. And I guess we're about, we're really going to put, we're really going to answer uh, a question that David raised with two of his selections, which is, is Build King better than Phantom Seer? No. No. <laughs> it's not. Like, I, like I, hate, I hate them both, but no, Build King is just like an abomination. Like, the, like Phantom Seer has some moments of potential. Build King's got fucking nothing. Yeah, Phantom Seer was aggressively mediocre. Yeah. It was a 5 out of 10, which makes it boring to read. Like, that is, again, we have said that we liked Beast Children more than some of these art series because it was so bad it was good. There is this idea that it is a genuinely worse piece of art if you are so mediocre that you're just fucking forgettable. Yeah. Be extremely good or extremely bad. Don't be just fucking middle of the road. But you got to make people feel something. Make them feel something, David. Reach out to the audience and just make them feel something. Please don't and touch the audience members. Thank you. No, I'm, uh, whatever. Anyway, but Phantom Seer made me just feel fucking nothing. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that every day, but... Yeah, but for different reasons. <laughs> yeah. I like how there's like hey, that. Getting... 
Go to the next one because you got to edit the shit. <laughs> uh, next one is from Culture Equal. I noticed actually we hadn't answered all those questions. Have we really never answered a Culture question? I feel like we've answered we a have. few. We have. It's just been a while. It's We haven't answered in about six episodes. Yes. So next question comes from Luke, a.k.a. Culture who is the master of the Shonen Flop Book Club, where we meet on the first Wednesday of every month at 8 p.m. We either cover a superhero or not superhero. If you're listening to this, it's too late for the November one. But not too late for the next one, but unfortunately, we don't know. But uh, we were going to read Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Super great series by Jack Kirby, where he creates a lot of the iconic elements about things like Darkseid. Oh, yeah. Jack Kirby. Ever hear of him? He's a little known artist. Yeah. <laughs> Who has the same birthday as me? Fuck yeah. Maybe you're his, his reincarnation, except he died after you were born. I would love to be. <laughs> um, he asks, what anime or manga would be improved if the characters had access to air conditioning? Well, I said Sandland earlier, and now it's hard for me to think of a different series than Sandland, because <laughs> it's just like right there. Fire Punch probably would also... I was about to say Fire Punch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I feel like you would solve a lot of conflict in a lot of series uh, if they just had air conditioning. Just maybe not... Not that ones that I can think of off the top of my yeah, head. Dude, global warming like isn't even a thing. You just turn your air conditioning on, you're cold again. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Yeah, dummy. Oh, your your house is getting uh is getting reclaimed by the tides. Just move somewhere else, dumbass. That was still probably one of the dumbest things Ben Shapiro ever said was, Well, if global warming is like bringing the sea level, just sell your house and move. It's tough to say if that's the dumbest thing you said, just because it's Ben Shapiro is a lot of fucking uh a lot of competition there. How do you feel on the, was he bullied too much or not enough spectrum with Ben Shabebe? Not enough. Yeah, I agree. I think he should have been bullied more in college, high school. Yeah, yeah. In college, yeah, uh, in college. You know, I think he should continue to get bullied, you know? I don't- Yeah. If you see Ben Shapiro, and you should bully him a little. I like how someone made a fake tweet where it's like, ha ha, you guys all joke that the kids aren't even mine. I'll have you know I've had them all tested, so I know they're all my children. <laughs> anyway- uh, yeah, let's get into the fucking shoutouts, baby. Jordan, thank you so much for editing this chibi episode. I also wanna David, th- yep. David, you are welcome. <laughs> I just want to give thanks to Tucker for assistance with pronunciation, translation, and other miscellaneous research. Be sure to join the Shonen Flop Discord, where we ha- come hang out with us, talk about anime, games, or whatever else is on your mind. We have a book club and do regular movie nights. We just saw Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, which, ton of fun, had like 10 people. Next month, we're going to be doing City Hunter, and then for December, I was thinking Dread. 3D, which uh, very good Christmas movie. You can find a link to that in the show notes. And uh, if you've been enjoying the podcast and want to help us keep going, consider subscribing to our Patreon. We have a ton of awesome perks ranging from exclusive mini episodes, deleted scenes, and you can even help us pick what series we're going to cover next. We're going to be recording a really awesome special on why you should check out the series Dan to Dan in November. And then though we'll see what we do in December, but we definitely got some fun ideas. You can find that at patreon.com slash shonen flop. I also want to give a shout out to some of our terrific Terrific patrons. First of all, Paradactyl Ghost for being a chainsaw man. David, you want to say that again? You want to say that again? I think you called him Paradactyl Ghost. Pterodactyl? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I want to give a shout out to Pterodactyl Ghost for being a chainsaw man level patron. Gabe, Mark, Marty, and T. Wolfwood for being king of the forest. I noticed you said Pterodactyl last week, and then you said Pterodactyl today when we recorded earlier. <laughs> I was like, oh, I really just, it. I just <laughs> really changed it to mess with you. I'm glad to hear that. I appreciate that. And by the way, David, thank you so much for everything that you do on oh, this yeah, show. Oh, yeah. I fucking do fucking everything for this it's show. It's true. Yeah. I respect you, King. Thank you. Thank you. 
And then, though, if you're not ready for a regular commitment, consider buying some merch. We have a ton of awesome designs, including the much-requested Gomez Moon shirt and the Mashal Punching Harry Potter shirt, along with cover art for all of our other episodes that we've put up lately. And no worries, though, if you can't help the show out financially, if you could like, rate, review, or share our show, it really helps us build our audience. Even telling one friend to check us out means a ton to us. You can find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast and our website, ShonenFlop.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And with that, David! Wait, I also, I also want to say oh, I am aware oh, of that podcast mind, that stole our ad copy, and we will be coming for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I might even be coming for yeah. you on the episode in which you obviously yeah. steal I, our ad I copy. I will say podcast whose name I'm not going to say because I'm not going to give you the publicity. Not the smartest idea to steal our ad copy on the episode Jordan was on. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like you expected me to notice or some shit. <sighs> the horrible way of hiding it. So sorry, Jordan, as you were saying. Uh, David, say it! Keep on flopping, floppers. Cool, bye! Bye.